Hey, before we uh, dig into the Word, I got something I want to say. You may want to write it down. People cannot do for you what God, what only God can do for you. Don't get upset with people. Put your hope in God. People cannot give you what only God can give you. Okay? You know, I told my wife, I'm a decent husband, but I'm a poor Savior. I'm not your Savior, woman. I love you, but I can't, I'm not the Savior. I'm not. People cannot love you in the way that God loves you. So what we, gotta, we have to learn how God loves and receive that love. People cannot know you as God alone knows you. Well, y'all just don't, nobody knows me. You go, God knows you. And he still loves you. Because <laughs> I, know, I, I, well, I don't know about your thoughts, but I know my thoughts. And he still loves me. So, so don't try to get from people what you can only get from God's really what I'm saying this morning. So we're going to dig into the word. Last week we started off and uh, we're preparing to win and looking at the end times. There's a lot of people afraid. Uh, elections coming up and all this and that. No, no matter who's elected, God is still on the throne and Jesus is still our Savior. Amen? And He's going to take care of us, but we're going to use our faith to receive. And so I want to stir you up and it's just we still want to live by faith. And I will remind you that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Control your tongue. Control what you say. Well, I'm just stupid. Remember last Sunday, I said, well, I'll be damnation. <laughs> you ever heard somebody say that? That means to be totally, utterly, completely destroyed, put in hell and forgotten. Quit saying that. Quit saying that. And so when we recognize that, that we have words are powerful, and, uh, but God has given us his word in, in 2 Peter 1, 4, that we've been given these precious promises to live by. But if I put everybody to the test today, you start sweating, sweating bullets. If I said, what, what promise are you living on? This week, what promise have you stood on? Quiet in here. And so we have got to get a scripture and we've got to put it in our mouth. And we need to get that solid and in us and then move to the next one. There are 3,000. Oh, I can't, I can't learn 3,000 scriptures, Pastor. I bet you know 3,000 songs. Come on, from happy birthday to you get a line and I'll get a pole to whatever. Huh? You know 3,000 songs. You have the capacity to learn the word of God and to obtain it and keep it and put it in your heart. You were created to hold the word of God. You are a container. You are the house of God. Man. And God dwells on the inside of you, Christian. And if God's not dwelling on the inside of you, then get saved today and receive him. And my, my, because you have the capacity to do all these things. So let's read our foundational scriptures and then we'll, we'll jump in. And Jeremiah 1, 4 through 12, God's talking to Jeremiah. And uh, it's pretty good. So listen to what he says. This is Jeremiah 1, 4 through 12. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. 
Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And that's good stuff right there. And so we're going to explain it. Because y'all sitting there like, I'm not Jeremiah. But yes, you are. Yes, you are. So number one, we went last Sunday. What have you said? And I read where Jeremiah said, but hey, I'm just a, I'm just a youth. I, who am I, Lord? I'm just a youth. How many of you said, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, I, I, I can't do this, Lord. I, 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 you know my past. I, I, I'm a drug dealer. I, I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a, I, I've been in prison. God can't use me. I've been divorced. Lies. You're listening to lies. God loves you. God has a plan for you whether you've stepped into it or not yet. Amen. Smile at me. Because remember, he just read, don't be afraid of their faces. Because right now I'm kind of looking like people like. I have to deal with faces every time I get up here. Hey. But, but I do want to say that God has his hand on you right now, okay? Just like Jeremiah, he loves you. And you know what? Maybe you haven't stepped in. I know, some, I know some things, but some crazy things have happened to you. But that's not God's plan, okay? God loves you and his hand's on you right now, so stay with him. Don't walk away from him. Lock arms with him. I always like to walk just like my grandchildren hold my hand, and they're right there behind me, and I'm kind of leading the way. You know what? Let's grab God's hand and let him lead the way, okay? Amen, amen. amen. So we're looking... We're looking at what God said, what we said, and we live in our past. And I'm going to deal with this just a little bit more in a little bit, but quit living in your past. Amen. Come on, it's what it's not. If you've said some things that are wrong about you, that I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm that, tear it down. Tear it down, tear it down, tear it down, okay? Tear it down. Dig it up. You know, we, we always use Miss Shirley. She's our shine an example if you stay if, if you talk to her for very long she's gonna say thank god for the victory not thank god that we lost something that's the past thank god for the victory i, I said it last sunday I, my pastor called me said i need you to pray for so and so they got this and that but thank god for the victory he said and we need to pray for this one you know this and that but thank god for the victory come on and so number two what are you saying what are you saying right now what are you saying? We got to be careful by what we are saying. Jeremiah uh, 7 and 8 said, But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm but a youth, because I send you, you shall go, and all that I command you, you shall speak, and do not be afraid. So, so who are we? We need to see who we are in Jesus. Amen. You know, Cody read that Revelations. We're, we're in that group. Hey, I'm in that number. When the saints go marching in, I'm going to be in that number. Amen, amen. So we got to be stirred up that this is not our home. We're just passing through. But we do have a calling while we're here to do what God said to do, to say what God said, and to live his life. Amen, amen. So who we are. 
in Mark 6, 28. And I said, we're going to read it. It says, the woman said, she said, said's past tense because we're reading what she said 2,000 years ago. But she was saying in her heart that if I can but touch the hem of Jesus' gar uh, garment, I can be made whole. That's what she was saying. Our sister said, if I'm going to give Miss Shirley to pray for me. What was she saying? Then I will be made whole. But guess what? You ought to be laying hands on your children. You ought to be speaking life over your children, over your life. What are you saying about your life? Because you're laying the foundation for your life. Start saying what God says. <laughs> we got to break being gripers and complainers. Well, it's hot in here. Every time I come to church, it's always hot. And when I get in my car, I know it's going to be hot too. And when we go to that restaurant, it's going to be hot. And if you, uh, I talked about somebody my wife was cooking, and he goes, you know what would be better? You didn't have to put all this batter on it. But it's, I'll tell you, it would be a whole lot better than that. And I, dude, you're eating my supper here. And he's grabbing about it while he's eating it. It must have been good because he had about four pieces in the mouth you're trying to gripe about it. You ever met a professional griper? That's not us. So, so before we go to number three, let's talk about Mark eleven twenty three and 24 right quick. Put it on the screen for us. And Jesus answered. And he said to them, have faith in God. Say, I have faith in God. I, for assuredly I say unto you, whosoever says to this mountain. I mean, you know, the mountain's a problem. Okay. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says. They will be done. And he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's the power of words. Now, Jesus had just cursed the fig tree and caused it to die to prove the power of words. But yesterday morning, I woke up about 7, 6.30, I don't know, 6-something, and I was meditating in, in, on this sermon, and, and the, this mountain, mountain, mountain came to me. And, and this, this conversation started just going through my head. Well, I got a mountain. I got a mountain. I got a mountain. I got a mountain. I need to go to the doctor. Nurse comes in. What's your problem? I got a mountain. Well, let me go get the doctor. Doctor comes in. Well, I hear you got a mountain. Yep, I got a mountain. You must have got that mountain from your mom and daddy. Yeah, I did. My mom and daddy had this mountain. Look at my mountain. My mountain's bigger than your mountain. You look at it. Oh, it's a big mountain. You like that mountain? Huh? And look at my mountain. My mountain, my mountain, my mountain. Instead of looking who, at God, who's bigger than the mountain. People wear their mountain like a badge of honor. My bursitis, my, you know, my arthritis. You know, we get in, people have an organ recital. My liver, my back, my kidneys, my toes. Come on. That's your mountain. Speak to your mountain. That's not, that's not a badge of honor. You tell your mountain to get out. And then your badge of honors, I used, I had that one time, I told it to leave, and it left me. Come on. Look at your notes, let's go to number three. What are you calling? What are you speaking to the future? Have you ever even spoke to your future? What are you going to do tomorrow? Where are you going to live? What are you going to have? What are you dreaming about? Are you afraid to dream? A lot of people are afraid to dream. Well, that's just that's, that's us. We're just poor, and that's just the way we are. 
afraid to dream, afraid to dream, 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 dream big. Look at your dream. What are you calling in your future? Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. God has appointed you a prophet of your own life. What are you saying? What are you saying about your life? What are you prophesying? What are you foretelling that you're going to be, where you're going to go? I tell you, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed coming in and going out. Not every day of my, not every minute of my life is blessed, but I'm not going to declare the ugly. I want the blessing. And if, when it's ugly, I want it to change. I don't want to be like the hog that wallows in the mud and enjoys it. Mm, you can wash a pig off and that rascal will go right back to the mud. And I, I mean, you know, I've met people like that. Come on, let me help you a little bit. Oh, and I help them and they go right back. What? Yeah. Because up here and in here, they couldn't change. This is where change begins. And it changes right here is how you change this. Right here. The words of your mouth change your heart, change your life. You ever met a little kid knew what they wanted to do just right off? Can't stand them, you know. My wife knew she wanted to be a school teacher the first day she walked into school. That was her goal. And she was a school teacher. I'm going to be a school teacher. I'm going to be a school teacher. If you ever read Brother Hagin's uh, testimony, I'll be a preacher. At three years old, I'll be a preacher. You know? I remember 10 years old saying that. But the thing about it is, you've got to pursue it, even though you say it, even though God's pushing you that way, you still have to pursue it. We... We just think, well, if I'm supposed to have it, it just happens. No. No. It don't just happen. Because guess what? Anybody going to eat lunch today? Wave at me. Yeah. yeah. When you sit down at that plate, do you fold your arms and just let that spoon happen? Come on, spoon. This spoon ain't working, God. What's the matter with it? But God said, I've given you my word to consume it, to say it, to eat it, to live it, to walk in it. And we just expect God to do it. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. So what are you, what are you saying? What are you, what are, I'm just trying to stir you a little bit. Let's read, let's read Romans 4, 17 through 25. Abraham is the father of faith. He's your great-grandpa. Great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa. And I love his story. But in Romans 4, 17, this is in the New Testament. He talks about him being the father of many nations. In Romans 4, 17 to 25, verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, stop. God said, Abraham, you're the father of many nations. He didn't have any kids. He didn't have any kids at this point. When he named him, he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He didn't have any kids. From father to father of many nations. And you walk around, well, I don't have anything either. I don't have anything. 
then you got to do what Abraham did. He said, God, okay, look at my situation. I don't have any children. What are you going to do for me? And God cut a covenant with him. And listen to us, keep reading right there. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Do you understand that? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God saw the darkness, and he said, Whoo, sure is dark out there. No, he did not. He said, looked at the darkness and said, light be. There is a promise for every need that you have in your life. And that promise says, light be to your problem. Matthew 8, 17, Jesus bore your sickness and infirmities. When you're sick, get on a promise. Matter of fact, put that promise in you when you don't need it so it just rises up in you when you have the first symptom. Wait a minute. That ain't supposed to act like that. And then tell it, get out of my body. Jesus did. God does. God said, let there be an atmosphere. He started creating with his words. You are made in the image of God. If you read it, go to chapter 2. Chapter 3, God made, God made man in his image and his likeness. God made man a speaking spirit. Your dog has a soul, not a spirit. I love, you know, I'm a dog person. I don't have one. I have to take care of my wife. I'm being a good husband. No, I'm just picking. But, but your dog, you can, you can train it to sit, to jump, to, to, to roll over, to play dead, whatever. I taught one to smile. You ever seen a dog smile? Kind of looks like he's growling, but hey. It has a soul, but not a spirit. We have a speaking spirit. And any animal with a soul can be trained. We're to take dominion, but hear me, you are not an animal. You are a speaking spirit created like God. And the power of your words, your words are powerful. And especially when you do what number four says. But let's finish reading this just for a second. And number 18, who contrary to hope, this is Abraham, in hope believed so that he may become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And he has no kids at this point. But he's laying out, God's laying out what I want you to have. God's word lays out what he wants us to have. But you also are led by the spirit because the more you get in the word, the more you hear the spirit of God. Ooh. Then the more you start seeing things and God starts speaking to you. I can have a house like that. I can have a car like that. I can have a better job like that. I stood out one time. I was working 12 hours a day. And, and man, I had to, it was 5 o'clock. I still got to work three more hours. And I started looking at all these people driving down the road going home. And I said, Lord, I want to go home at 5 o'clock. I'm tired of working Saturdays. I'm tired of working all this. I want a better job. So my point of contact, I didn't have Miss Shirley come lay hands on me. But my point of contact was five o'clock. See, there's, the Bible teaches lay hands, but there's a point of contact. My point of contact was five o'clock. 
I walked out of that building, took a break. I'm looking at all these cars. I said, Father, I'm your child. Can you say, Father, I'm your child? Do you believe it? And I said, Lord, I'll work. You know I work. I am not lazy. I'll work. And I want a job where I can work five days a week and I can go home at five o'clock. And I thank you, Lord, that you bring me a job. Declaring what I want. So I declare that I have a new job today. And every day at five o'clock, I walked outside. It was my point of contact. And I released my faith. Lord, you see all these people going home? Most of them don't know you, but I know you. I'm your child. And you take care of your children. And Lord, I thank you that if, you, if they're talking about a job hiring when I go eat lunch, that I'll hear it. Or if you have to bring somebody to my job and they hire me, I thank you, Lord, that they did. Two weeks I did that. Every day, five o'clock. Lord, I thank you that I got a new job. One day a guy drove up and offered me a job. On the inside, I'm going, wow! I'm trying to hold my composure. Would you come for a job interview? Yes, sir, I will. I'll see you Friday. Man, oh man, I can't dance, but I was doing all this on the inside, you know. But I declared the word of God. I'm a child. I'm your child. You take care of your child. You're my provider. And if you have to bring, let me see or hear about a job or bring somebody to me. The guy told me he was driving down the road. He goes, that'd be a good place to hire somebody and pulled in. Just happened to talk to me. That's a coincidence. No coincidences. You go after it, y'all. Go after it. Start, start getting bolder with your faith. Well, it never works for me because it never works for you because you say it never works for you and you never take a stand. You quit. It took two weeks. Could you wait two weeks to double your salary? Could you wait a month to double your salary? Could you wait six months to double your salary? It's worth it. And it's not about money. It's about, because guess what? I got to go home and be with my kids. Was what I want. I got to go to church on Wednesday night. Come on. And so you, you learn to believe God for the more and the greater. And then when it happens, it's just a check mark to build your faith. Because when the next step came, I had some faith. I had tasted and seen that the Lord was good. Taste, no, no. Prove this promises. Their promises are true. And so we're looking at Abraham. And he said, uh, so, so you, verse 19, and being not weak in faith. God says you're not weak in faith. 20 years, folks. 20 years. God spoke to him at 80. 20 years later, he has a son. Two of them. He had more after that. That's called healed. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to quit. And so, <laughs> I'm get in trouble. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body already dead since he was 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. You know what? You may waver in here. You may waver a little bit, but this should not waver. You've got to keep this mouth in line. No, I don't care what I'm thinking. Devil, get off me. I'm going to live by the word of God. God has promised he'll take care of me. God has promised he's my healer. God has promised that he's my peace. God has promised me these things. I'm going to stand. 
Having done all to stand, we got to stand. And so we're going to stand on the word. We're going to stand on what God said. And, and so uh, he was convinced. That is faith. Being fully convinced is faith. How about having confidence is faith? Do you have confidence in God? Are you convinced of God? That's faith. No matter what you do, God said he'll bless what you put your hands to. He'll make you excel. He'll make you shine. I used to tell my daughter, she's getting up to bat, and, and, and she lost her confidence. And I said, come on, you got to have faith in yourself. you got to have faith in your, you need the big C, confidence, in your bat. But whatever you're doing, you got to have confidence in it. you got to know that God's got your back. When you go to the doctor and said, yep, you got a mountain. You go, well, that mountain's not supposed to be in there. That mountain's got to go. That mountain's not mine. I didn't ask for it. Even if I did, God's going to tear it down. Come on. Uh, uh, Even this wound. Anybody ever been wounded other than me? God heals our wounds. Come on, come on. And so we've got an answer for everything we face in life in God's word. So he was being fully convinced. In verse 22, therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. When you begin to believe God, you get in right standing with God. Faith pleases God. Trusting God, but pleases God. Amen, he said. Y'all hear that? Come on, he's beating y'all to the punch. He ain't even one year old yet. <laughs> but it was imputed, it was, it was accounted to him righteous. Now it's written not for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us. Say for us. for us. It was imputed to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Jesus has paid the price for us to have everything. Is it, can I have an amen? amen? Can I have a better amen? amen? Okay, okay. Let's go to number four. How can you activate? How can you activate God's power and authority in your life? I know I went through one and two, and uh, hopefully this is recording a little bit better than last Sunday's, but look, how can you do that? How do you do this? And look at Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. Everybody say, touch my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. How many of you know God has given us his word? And guess where he wants it? In your mouth. How many of you know there was a prophet who ate the word of God? Was it him? Let's keep going. And I've appointed you this day over the nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build, to plant. He was a prophet to the nations. You are a prophet to your life. So let's read that again. Prophet of your life. Behold, I put my words in your mouth, and I have appointed you this day over your life, over your kingdom. You have a kingdom to pluck up and to break down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. What are you planting? What are you building? What are you tearing down that maybe your parents gave you? What are you tearing down? I had to tear down some things. I had to tear down fear. I had to tear down doubt. I had to tear down that I'm not good enough. Oh, that only works for certain people. It don't work for me. That thought ran through my mind. I had to tear that down. 
I had to take a stand on the inside, whether it works for anybody else. I don't care. If it never works for me, I'm still going to believe it. When you draw a line in the sand like that, if it doesn't work, for, I'm just going to trust God. I am going to trust God. Amen. Can you trust God with me? So learn to trust God and learn to declare, I'm trusting God. I'm going to trust God. Well, what if this happens? Well, you know what? I'm still going to trust God. What if you die? I'm going to heaven. Whoa! It's going to get better. This is the hardest that we're going to have it. Smile at somebody said, yeah, it may be hard, but it's going to get better. But you know what? God wants it better now. Not when we, people want to equate the promises and the goodness and the glory when we get to heaven. When we all get to heaven, what a day. And it's going to be a day of rejoicing. But right now we ought to be rejoicing. And I'm going to push you just a little bit right here. If you can't worship, if you can't shout, if you can't sing, then quit shouting and singing to your kids. Quit shouting when they hit a home run. If you say, well, I was just not in me to shout like that, Pastor, then I want you to sit there when your child hits a home run and not say anything. But when you're in church, you ain't got a problem shouting when your football team's playing. Come on, you know, have you ever been to a big football stadium? Everybody's yelling. It's, it's like water. <laughs> Sorry about the ring. But that's what he read about revelations. When we, all get to Reve when we all get to heaven, it's going to be like the sound of many waters. But you know what? You ought to start worshiping and shouting now because you shout for the victory. Amen. Amen. So, the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. Behold, and we read that, I give you, make you a prophet to destroy. In verse 11, and the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see? And he said, I see a rod of an almond tree. How I many you know that that was the, the almond trees what budded that Moses, Karen, Aaron's staff as the awakening? And he said, you've seen right. So listen to what it says right here. It says, you have seen well, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. Now notice in verse 9, it said, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. I have put my words in your mouth. Then verse 12 said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. I have put my words in your mouth. And I'm watching over my word to perform it. I have put my words in your mouth, God said, and I'm watching over my word to perform it. When you put God's word in your mouth and you begin to say what God said, he watches over his word to perform it in your life. Wow. I know it's a revelation to some. To some know this. But hear me. Let it be stirred up in you. That what you say, when you say God's word, God's watching over his word to perform it. You don't have to. Once you put his word in your mouth, you haven't got it. You just start looking with expectation. You know what? I'm your child, Lord. I believe you're going to supply. You're going to supply me a better job. Now I'm looking for expectation. Lord, see all these people going home. I want to go home. I got expectation. It's coming. It's coming. I'm still working hard. God told Jeremiah, I put my word in your mouth and I watch over my word to perform it. What's in your mouth? <laughs> What's in your wallet? 
That's not God right there. Woo. Credit cards are the devil. But hear me. What's in your mouth? Start saying what God said. Find the promise to fit. If you have a need, seriously, take a minute. Cut the TV off. I know it's your favorite show. But get in the Word and find the promise that fits your need and put it in your mouth. And God watches over His Word to perform it. Jesus said, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives. The world has not any peace out there. Our peace is in here. Our peace is from his word. And so when you need peace, chase down the peace promises. Okay, can I have an amen? A little bit better? I got. All right, all right. Let's try. Let me show you something right quick. So I just explained, I hope you got it. How does God's word go through the earth? Through your mouth. How is God going to fulfill the things? You know Jesus came into the earth because people prophesied him into the earth? How many have expectation we're in the end times? How many have expectations that we're going to win? Amen. It may get ugly, but we're going to win. Amen. We win. Come on. And so Jesus took authority with his words. He spoke what God told him to say. Jesus said, my words are not my words. I speak only what I hear the Father say. Can we start growing in that? In Matthew 28, 18, it says, all authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Y'all believe Jesus has got all authority? Okay. Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you authority. <laughs> what? If he's got all authority and he's giving you some authority now. Are you using your authority or are you giving it to the devil? The only authority the devil has anymore, because Jesus said, I have all authority. The only, devil, the, the only authority the devil has is what you give him. Well, I guess, Kesaras, whatever will be, will be. He's going to beat you up. You don't stand against anything. What's the old saying? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything? You've got to take a stand for God. Notice that, that we have authority. A lot of people don't like to preach this. God is in control. No, Jesus just said, I give you authority. To take, some, take a hold of some things. To trample on, on demons and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. How many know that everything's not the devil, but everything that, that's wrong is started by him? Yeah. Y'all see in the paper where uh, a demon pulled a gun at the 7-Eleven and shot somebody? Nope. It was a person being influenced by evil. Yeah. We have authority to bind that sort of thing. And Withville yeah. it's where we live. This is where we have to take authority over your house. And yeah, you need to be prepared. God will give you wisdom. Don't get out of the car. Tonight, put the shotgun by the corner. Huh? Don't drive to Roanoke today. Well, I got this on the day I got it. It'd be another week before I can go. Better listen. Don't bear witness. Don't seem right that we should go to Roanoke today. 
What about Bristol? <laughs> Don't we all question? But we need to be listening. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. God is speaking to you all the time. Has God, you know, has God ever told you not to get in a car with somebody? I was 13, I remember that. Don't get in the car. I'm going home. See y'all later. Oh, peer pressured me into getting in that car. The devil will peer pressure you through people. Oh, you a Bible thumper, huh, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> Got it on his phone. And Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. How about we're going to close with Ephesians 1, 19. I have no clock on the wall and I have none on me. So I have no idea. That's all right. Look at, it. Look at Ephesians 1, 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? If you don't believe, then you don't have any power. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Say, us who believe. Us. Say, I believe. I believe. So there's power coming your way, believer. Matter of fact, it's here. So what is the sitting greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Not what you got to do. You got to believe. And this side, you got to believe. Man, I was reading in Colossians 2. Have you ever heard in, back in the dark ages where people beat themselves and hit themselves trying to get holy and trying to get better? And Paul deals with that in Colossians 2. Just jump right off the page at me. Quit, being, quit beating yourself up. I'm no good. I'm no good. Well, no, you're no good. But in Jesus Christ, you're awesome. Our righteousness is filthy rags, but his righteousness is what we have. So it's, look, it's, it's put it back up there. This Ephesians 1, 9. The greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his, of his mighty power. It's his power. It's his righteousness. It's his love, joy, peace. For that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him on the right hand in heavenly places. How many know Jesus at the right hand of God right now? Verse 21, far above principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named. Jesus is far above power, principalities, power, might, dominion, every name that is named. And guess what? We're seated with him. And the next verse says, and he put all things under his feet, and he gave him to be the head over all things to the church. We're the church. Are you the church? Come on, are you the church? And he gave the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. In the earth, you are the body of Christ. Say amen or oh me. Because it's oh me if you don't, have never heard it before, but you know what? You're hearing it today. You're the body of Christ in the earth. You have authority. Jesus gave it to you. And you can't, I can't have authority over him or her or her or him or him. I have authority over me. But guess what? My children, while they're in my house, I have authority over them. Amen. Not to beat them and whip them and all that, but to teach them, <laughs> but to teach them the Word of God. Amen? To lead them, to direct them, to guide them. That's the way God set it up. And you still can speak into their life, though, even when they're... 45 and living in his home, son. I'm just kidding. We got to speak into their life. 
But hear me, you have authority, body of Christ. And you need to say what Jesus said. Jesus is our example. He said, I only say what the Father said to do, only do. And so as the body of Christ, you need to begin to say what the Father said, what Jesus said, and begin to see it activated in your life. Amen, amen. So I'm going to close with this. Don't let the devil, his lies, circumstances, don't let the devil, lies, or circumstances, politics, or religion talk you out of what God has promised. Because all of those will talk you out of what God's promised. Stay the course. It's God's way. It's God's word. His word is his will. Since we're talking, we, we're talking about being afraid in the last days, listen to this. There are two prophets coming in the last days. There are two prophets. And they're going to call down the plagues. And oh man, the devil's going to hate them. And, and what's cr amazing and it's going to be crazy, it's going to be on TV. Bible even says it. You know, Revelation said the whole world will see. The whole world. That's satellite TV prophesied 2,000 years ago. And all these bugs and flies and blood and all this mess, it's not even going to affect them. They're going to be walking in a bubble. I want to declare that you're walking in the bubble of God's grace. And you know what? Get in that bubble. Stay in that bubble. That God's grace and mercy and His love and kindness, He's going to take care of you. No matter what you see, no matter when they, if they even put you up in, before a firing squad, you're going to stand and declare, you know what, Jesus is Lord, and I'm still, I would follow him no matter what. Going to heaven. And so those two prophets are coming. Guess what? We need to prepare the way. We need to start walking in God's word and God's way. So let me ask you today. Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? Look at your heart. Is he Lord of your life? You know what? I could say, have you, have you made him Savior? I trust most everybody in here has made him Savior, but have you made him Lord? How do you make him Lord? Right here, that mouth again. And then, see, see guess what? You follow this. How many of you know you follow this? If I said, I'm buying everybody ice cream at Dairy Queen, you're going to follow me to Dairy Queen. Because I said it. The sisters are back there. Hey, we're going. It's right by the way of the house. But my, my point is, you follow your words. Your words more than mine. But that's why you have got to put God's word in your mouth so God is activated in your life. Especially as you see the day drawing near. And we see the day drawing near. More and more and more, we need to put the word of God in our mouth and start living by it. Amen? So bow your heads. If you need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, would you lift your hand? Let me pray over you. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand. Anyone else? Glory, glory, glory be. Anyone else? Just lift your hand just for a second. I see your hands. Let's pray. Come on, pray this with me. Say, Father. Today I renew my life. I give you my life. I accept Jesus as Savior and as Lord of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, that heaven's my home. And thank you for your word that you have given me to speak and to live by. 
I tear down my past and I live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope